We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey everyone, Tyler here. When you're Chinese like me, you don't have a lot to work with, if you know what I mean. Like the game of football, every inch matters. That's why I use the Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 to trim my Darren Sproles. It's a great tool to clear up all your AstroTurf. Maybe you can trim it down to look like a field goal post. That way, if Michael Badgley ever tries to kick you, he'll miss every time. Use the code GUILTY at checkout on manscaped.com to receive 20% off your next order. Enjoy the ride. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Chargers Analytics with Arjun. Football is finally back this week. You know, this Saturday, we're finally going to get to see a real live Chargers football game. And although it is the preseason game, it should be something that's entertaining and something that is, is, that is actually worthwhile for fans to watch, right? We're going to have the Chargers. We're going to have the Rams. We're going to have Staley versus his old head coach versus the guy that hired him. You know, it should be a really really interesting battle. Um, and so today in this video, it's not really going to be a lot of me explaining graphs or data because honestly, there is none, right? And I really wanted to do like a, a preseason week one preview. But again, there's not much to go off of. The Chargers have a completely new head coaching staff, a completely new scheme change. The Rams have a new quarterback. We don't know what their offense is going to look like. We don't even know if the Rams are going to play their starters. Sean McVay is notorious for keeping his starters out during the preseason and instead playing a lot of backups which is it could be or could not could not be the right move like we don't really really know for all we know or from what we do know keeping your starters out keeps them healthy right so the number one thing you know i'm i'm going to talk about and i'm interested to hear your guys' take in the comments should chargers be playing their starters at all and in my opinion you know i think there is some upside to giving them one drive, maybe two drives if the first drive is a three and out. You know, this is a completely new offense, hasn't really performed in a game setting yet. I understand you have fan fest, you have, you know, the scrimmages that you do, the 11 on 11, the seven on sevens. But, you know, this is a real game, real tackling and everything. And, you know, as good as the Chargers look on paper, we don't know how the hype's going to match up, if that makes sense. So, you know, you, you really want to see what this finished product is going to look like on the field. So to me, you know, regardless if it's this game or the next game you should be giving the starters at least a drive just to see how they look just to give them you know a taste of what an NFL game will be like right this is an offense with a completely new scheme four new starters along the offensive line there's a lot of change here and just to throw them out week one without any real live reps may not be the move and I think you know if you want to hold out guys like Balaga and Corey Lindsley that's fine but maybe you know have some of the pass catchers in there 
you want to really just see what you have with this offense. So that's number one. Will the, will the starter, starters play at all? All right, which kind of leads into number two. How does this depth chart play out in week one? And honestly, for the rest of the preseason, they're not like, like I said, every week I'm going to be doing like a, a preview into, into the, who the Chargers are playing and I'll have all the data and all the graphs ready for you guys. But like I said, there isn't much to go off of right now because there is no data for me to work with. Um, but if you really want to, you know, keep up with everything that's going, that happened the previous week before I make a video on it, follow me at um, Arjun Menon, A-R-J-U-N-M-E-N-O-N, 100 on Twitter, where I'll be putting all my graphs regarding like passing, running, defense, all of that stuff that, you know, you guys love to see. It'll be on Twitter and I'll just be posting it throughout the week. So number two thing I'm going to keep a, keep a watch for is the depth chart. You know, we kind of, the number one, the, honestly, the number one position I'm looking for is, is the receiver position. And like, we kind of know that one through five is kind of cemented unless Jalen Guyton has like a really rough preseason and rest of camp, but you know, he's, he's been what he's advertised as, you know, deep threat, you know, solid, um, everywhere else, you know, not the best hands has some drops here and there, but you know, from what I heard, he had a couple of catches in the FanFest scrimmage, so you never know. So the last, again, the last spot's going to come down to Austin Prohl, KJ Hill, and Joe Reed. And honestly, I like I didn't really know about Austin Prohl. Like, I wasn't an Austin Prohl truther. But what we know now is, you know, he's making a lot of catches. He's going to be like that nifty, seems like a slot guy, maybe outside guy, like a Cole Beasley role. He's going to get open, sturdy hands. And he has punt return flexibility, which is important. You know, you want to be versatile so that the coaching staff can play you anywhere. So what I'm going to watch out for is, you know, is he running with the starters? So if, if the starters don't play at all, you know, the twos are the ones, the threes are the twos. So who's playing with Chase Daniels? Is it Austin Pro? Is it KJ Hill? Is it Joe Reed? Is it Michael Bandy? You know, people like that. So I'm going to keep a watch out for that. I'll have all my like snap counts, how they did, how they compared, you know, next week when I do my recap video. Um, so make sure to stick around for that. So that, that's one depth chart, um, like, uh, position I'm going to be monitoring the second one to me um, is the cornerback position I want to see you know if, if number one Ryan Smith is going to play he's kind of on the bubble for me like I thought he'd be like a lock as a special teams gunner and as a backup corner but he hasn't been practicing a lot hasn't been able to practice because of his injury so maybe Tavon Campbell you know uh, slides up in that in that um you know backup cornerback role we'll see if Asante Samuel plays if Brandon Faison is able to come back from his uh, from his family issue, which I hope everything's doing well with him. And then finally, John Brandon, I heard he had a couple good days of camp. He had a pick in the, in the fan fest. Um, so if he sneaks in when Ryan Smith is out or if he does better than Tavon Campbell, I think that's a really interesting battle uh, to monitor. And then finally, for me, the linebacker position, there's been a lot of talk like, you know, we could see Cole Christ uh, Christensen and uh amen on uh, i'm just gonna call him amen i'm not gonna even attempt the last name we've seen a lot of good reports out of them that they're getting chances to be the primary play caller with the threes and so where does that le leave ben neiman right if, if his special team's value is the only thing he has and amen's been rocking with the ones you know in fan fest steven and i were talking about it um the other day like it seems like amen replaced kenneth murray for a good amount of snap for a decent amount of snaps in fan fest as with the ones you know, maybe Amon sneaks on and, you know, Ben Neiman gets cut, which obviously isn't something um, that we really want. You know, you don't really want to cut a draft pick. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. His name is Nick Neiman, not Ben Neiman. I'm, I just, I was like, Ben Neiman doesn't sound right. So yeah, Ben Neiman's his brother, Nick Neiman. We could see him potentially get cut if, he, if he's not really running a lot of snaps with, with the higher level um, starters or, or, 
if he's not running with the twos. If he's running solely with the threes, then you know he could be a potential cut, even though he was he was drafted and Eamon wasn't. So that's another uh, battle that I think is is worth to monitor. And finally, uh, the last thing I want you know I'm going to keep track of, uh, especially, and I'll have a bunch of stuff on it next week is the personnel or not pers- personnel packages and how they look. So what that what does that mean? So let's start with defense. Defense, we all I've talked a ton about this this off season. If you've been watching my videos, you know this is going to be a two high safety look, you're going to have two, two safeties and, you know, Staley's going to disguise his coverage. That is the whole goal for this defense. So obviously going at Sean McVay, the too high safety look is meant to disguise and to stop Sean McVay's offense. That was the whole goal. You want to stop the wide zone scheme um, by playing lighter boxes, right? So number one, how much too high does Staley run? With the Chargers, and I'm ex- I'm expecting it to be at about a 60, 70, potentially 80 percent clip, which is what which is what we want. Right, the too high is the future of the NFL. Number two, how much nickel and dime does Staley actually run with this defense? We know Staley ran a ton of dime last year because the Rams didn't have a lot of competent linebackers, but they had a lot of good defensive backs. But the Chargers have a pretty solid you know linebacking group this year. So does he instead focus on running a lot of Nickel, where you have Kenneth Murray and Kaiser, or Kenneth Murray and Tranquil, or Tranquil and Kaiser on the on the field, or is it still going to be a lot of dime and you're bringing that extra DB on, like an Alohi Gilman, and you're moving Durbin to the dimebacker money spot and Chris Harris to the nickelback or star spot? So that's um, on defense. What I'm going to be looking for: two high looks. Um, what type? One type? What type of coverages they're going to play? Is it a lot of cover three, four, six? Uh, are they playing a lot of man, maybe? And then also some of the defensive line rotations. You know if if Fackel and Nwosa are going to play or, or what the interior defensive line positions are going to look like. Now on offense, um, to me, I think the biggest thing is are, are a couple of things. Number one is play action. I think we've seen a good amount of play action from training camp and advanced fast, which is a good thing. Play action makes any quarterback more efficient than they are without play action. Okay. And I think in New Orleans, the Saints didn't run a lot of play action because Drew Brees isn't the most mobile quarterback, but Justin Herbert is, you know, he's a great bootleg quarterback and I think they should be trying to run that a lot. One thing I've noticed though is they have been using a lot of like eye formation plays where you have Gabe neighbors lining up in the backfield. And that's another thing I'm going to watch out for how much eye formation single back versus shotgun personnel are they going to be using versus the Rams. And I'm sure Staley and Lombardi are not going to show their entire playbook, which they shouldn't. But it's going to be interesting to see how much of each personnel, how much of each you know, dropback type they're going to use. And again, I'll, I'll be posting all of this on my Twitter. Just like it could be in a graph format, could be in a table, could just be me throwing out numbers. So make sure, you, go, you know, if you really want to see that as the week's going on, follow me, Arjun Menon 100. So that's the next part of what I'm you know, going to be talking, looking at and recapping in my video next week when I go over uh, the Rams Chargers game and then you know what to look forward to in the in the Chargers 49ers game. So again, defense, what I'm going to be looking for, too high and the type of person type of coverages they play on offense, what type of personnel they're running, eye formation, single back shotgun, uh, the type of passes, is it a lot of bootleg, is it a lot of just straight dropbacks where they're hitting a receiver? And then how does his offensive line look? Hey, like if the starters play at all, that's probably the number one thing. We know what we're getting from this pass catching group. We're, we know what we can get from this running back group. What does his offensive line look like? Has it changed at all? Has it gotten better? Has it stayed the same? Has it gotten worse? Which I don't think is possible. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's what I'm going to be looking for. Um, and I hope everyone is going to be enjoying this game, right? First time 
with for football, live football in a long time, right? We have a new head coaching staff. All the hype is kind of leading up to this moment. I know it's only the preseason, but for some players, you know, the preseason is the world. That's where they make their make their uh, move to be on the team. So don't, you know, be too harsh with like, oh, the preseason's, preseason is so boring. It's At least you're getting to watch football, right? So yeah, that's going to bring me to the end of this episode. I think one of the things I really got really would appreciate is like if you guys throw in a couple of things you want me to look at, you know, when doing these previews going into next week, so like for the Chargers 49ers game, what would you want me to look at from the 49ers tape and from their data and what to expect? And then obviously, like, what would you want me to recap um, from the Chargers Rams game? That'd be super helpful. And, you know, I look forward to hearing some of the reactions on Twitter, some of the overreactions from some of these play for some of these players. Um, and this coaching staff and what everything looks like. And also, I, I didn't mention it, but, you know, the kicking battles is a very important thing. I don't know how that's going to work out if, if only one person's going to kick throughout the entire game or all three are going to kick. Well, you know, that remains to be seen. But again, I hope everyone enjoys some football next Saturday. And with that, as always, bolts up. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC.